Welcome to Identity Church Sunday Morning Message, where sonship is revealed. Stay tuned at the end of this message to receive more information about resources available through Identity Church. Now grab your Bible, sit back, and enjoy a message from Identity Church that is already in progress. For a message this morning. I feel like preaching. Lord, don't interrupt everything else I plan. Let's just give him an opportunity if he wants to interrupt this one. That was a good word, Heidi. That was a really good word. It was interesting. As usual, my assumption was wrong, and I got corrected by Holy Spirit. I Really, I thought you were trying to reach up for glory. He's like, she ain't reaching up for glory. She knows where glory comes from. She has surrender. I'm like, wow, that's a... We quit, work, quit reaching for the glory and surrender to glorious one. And then, then she went out of her belly, which is where is Christ in you? So she pulled from within her what she, what I assumed she was trying to get. But it comes to the surrender. That's a good word. Wow. If you want to turn to your Bibles to James chapter one. It's somewhere in this book. In the words of my father, my father would say, if you need a good tune-up with your attitude, go read the book of James. And uh, at 93 years old, he could probably quote four or five chapters of James. I know he could quote six chapters of Hebrews by memory. He was complaining in his latter years that his eyesight was going. I'm like, you don't need eyes. Give me a, give me a book of Hebrews. Give me a, you know, because he had it in him. Anybody know, uh, can quote me Psalms 119.11? Thy word I have hid in my heart that I will not sin against thee. Listen, bed. You know what? You don't hide nothing unless you read it. You don't hide nothing unless you meditate on it. Everybody wants to have a prophetic encounter with Jesus, but they don't want to hide his word. I'm telling you, you get in the word of God, you start reading the word of God, the the word will become flesh and he will walk among you. He'll walk through a wall and introduce himself. That will change everything. And and everybody wants to have an encounter with Jesus, but they don't read their, their word. And they wouldn't know if it was him because they didn't know his word. Because listen, the enemy can the, the, the enemy can do some spooky stuff, but if you don't have the word, you'll actually function in fear, and then you'll get or you'll be go super hyper prophetic and be useless. As almost said it, you'll be useless. <laughs> How many understand we're 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 shutting down twenty twenty? Thank you, Jesus. hope is the consistent expectation of god's goodness we need to hold on to our hope and 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 i say this is that hope is the consistent expectation say say consistent expectation 
Of what? Bad? Dredgery? Destruction? No, goodness. And so when you put the goodness part in there, that God is good, and He's good all the time, no matter what... Do what? No, that's just my quote. That's Chuck, the verse of Chuck. That's Chucky's verse. <laughs> so when you understand that hope is the consistent expectation of God's goodness, then Romans 8 comes into play. All things work. All things. How many things? Even the bad things. As I was studying this morning, trying to figure out how can all things... Susie's sister, we, we had Thanksgiving with, with, with Susie's sister, and, and when Susie was trying to divorce me and all hell was breaking loose and my world was coming apart and looked like the marriage was over and, you know, the addictions were getting exposed and, and I'm walking through Publix, had these encounters with Jesus, and he promised me all this stuff, but the reality is, holy moly. And I'm walking through Publix in like a spiritual daze, and I run into her sister. And her sister goes, I'm so thankful that she left you. I said, why? Because Jesus said, give thanks in all things. <laughs> Dude, you know how much that ticked me off? That ticked me off because now I had just given my heart back to Jesus so all things should be holy. All things should be good. No, some things aren't. And her sister was kind of happy I was gone. But she also knew God was in the middle of it. So it's the, it's the hope and the goodness of God that will get you through the bad times. It's just... So we did a funeral not too long ago for Nikki. Some of you are here. She was an addict. She died because she was an addict. But you know what she told her mama? Just a few months before she died. Mama, I'm thank you, thankful for my addiction. Because without my addiction, I never would have met Christ. That's digging deep to find God. All things. All things. James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy if we fall into divers' temptation. The word fall there is to fall into or to be caught by. He says, count it all joy to be caught by. Excuse me? Count it all joy to fall into. Listen, this, this has got to be your position if you're going to see the goodness of God. Count it all joy. To fall into or to be caught by divers temptation. Divers temptation breaks out to trials, attacks, but to prove, to examine any kind of trial, not, not necessarily a temptation to sin, but a trial. Just, just, just hard ass life. That's a trial. I know someone like, he just had a bad word. No. Hmm? Life can be a pain in the butt. I've been married 40 years. Let me explain it to you. 
Verse 3. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. How many have been tried? Tried. How many have patience? See, there's, the, there's a lot of people that, that when they go through a test or a trial, that they don't go to patience, they go to bitterness. So instead of being better, you, be, you become bitter. you got to make a choice. Is this trial, is this, is, is this pressure that God is allowing on me, some of it could be demonic, some of it, let's get real, is your own stupid choices. Quit being evicted of your dumb choices. But it's still pressure because now you're in a situation where you, you're under pressure. <clears throat> Knowing that the trying of your faith works patience, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Do you understand some of the trials works patience in you, works perfection in you to where you want nothing? I realized I have arrived this week to that scripture. You want to know why? Because there's nothing on my Christmas list that I don't either have or I'll buy myself. I want nothing. I know it sounds a little carnal, but let's face it. You have nothing on your want list. I have arrived. But have I arrived Spiritually. So the Holy Spirit says, well, let's look at your spiritual list and not your Christmas list. Are you wanting in your spiritual list? Yeah, Lord. I want what you promised, that our church would be a little bigger, a little more successful, would be a, a, a light beacon for people in this city to get healed. You told me that, 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 that if I could put um, uh, house church leaders butts in these seats, we could, we, we, we could affect the whole community. He says, well, if I was Santa Claus and I looked at your spiritual list, I'd have to say you've been wanting to check out most of these 13 years. Are you ready to build? Are you ready to build? A couple of weeks ago, we set a youth leader in place. Today, we set deacons, deacons over help, uh, ministry of helps, hospitality. Listen. I got worship leaders playing with glory in their fingertips, but it's actually in their belly. Come on, just don't, don't. I want my Christmas list. I've been through the trials. Now I want the reward. Is that wrong? As a Christian, is that... Yeah, as a Christian... Listen, you know what King David said? There was a crisis in the whole nation of Israel. There was this giant that was mocking God and all of his people. And this little red-headed stepchild, shepherd boy, that knew how to worship and knew his God, he makes this statement. Hey, what does a man get that kills that rascal? What do you mean? What's the reward? 
for killing that giant that's mocking all you army people. What does a man get? Oh, he gets um, tax-free. He gets a place at the king's table. He gets the king's daughter. So now he's got royal lineage. He gives him a whole list of reward. David goes, I ain't going to go kill him. Why? Because the reward. Don't pick a fight that you don't want to win. If, if there's not a reward on it, if God hasn't said, intercede, go fast, go pray, I'm going to pull down this demonic stronghold in your life. And the reward is X, Y, Z. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. But we get so superficial Christianese, I just want nothing. No, you're supposed to want nothing after you have everything. (laughs) And then once you have everything and you have peace and you're perfected and you want nothing, then you actually step into ministry and go, oh, 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 I want that. Why? Because he needs it. I want that because he needs it. God, give me this. What? I want to be your conduit. I want to be the Santa Claus of Jesus. When you no longer want nothing or need nothing because you have found patience and perfection, the real ministry to the body begins. I walked around with gift cards today, and some people were just so prideful because they didn't want it. I told you. When you're trying to build that thing and you're frustrated, God gave you a way of escape. So the trials that we go through gives us patience give, and it makes us perfect. See, here, here's six perfecting things in the book of James, if you read the book of James. Number one, perfect work of patience. When, when, when you come to perfection, you'll have patience. Number two, you'll perfect per, perfect knowledge. Here's interesting. You'll have perfect knowledge. Here's a, here's a Philippians 3.15. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. In other words, if you are thinking incorrectly because you're perfect, he'll reveal your incorrect thinking. Is that not a safety valve? Because, dude, I can find Stupidville without a map. That verse says he won't let me. He'll reveal that I've made a wrong choice or I've made a wrong truth and turned it into a lie or a lie that wasn't true. He said he'll re- Why? Because when I come to the place where I'm perfect in him, he will keep the perfection moving toward him. Number three. Verse 1 of 7 of James 1, perfect gifts. Number 4, perfect law of liberty. How many want liberty? 
See, the problem is we want liberty because we still want to live in our sin, and that's sloppy grace. But the perfect law of liberty is when you've lined it up, you have true freedom. Number five is perfect faith by works, which is chapter 2, verse 22. Uh, The perfect law of liberty was chapter 1, verse 25. And then number six, the perfect man of restraint, chapter 3, verse 2. Perfect man, when you become perfect, you have restraint. So when you become perfect in God's eyes, or the perfection of God has actually manifested, somebody really can't offend you because the righteous are not easily offended. Why? Because you know who you are. And you know when someone's irritated with you or putting false assumptions on you, it doesn't rattle you because you know who you are. What what you do is you go back to the right mind and go, God, how come that person thinks I'm this? He said, well, you didn't communicate what you should. Go communicate different. It's called the ministry of reconciliation. Why? i got to reconcile your thinking, girl. Because that's not my heart. That's not my motive. Verse 5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives all men liberally and unbraddeth not, and it shall be given him. If you lack, the word lack is to come up short. Everybody ever come up short? Just look at your checkbook. I've come up short. That's lacking. You have need. The word wisdom is Sophia which is the word cleverness, skill, scientific knowledge, and wisdom. Okay, let's reword this. How many are lacking scientific knowledge? He said he'll give it to me. How many are lacking cleverness? He said he'd give it to me. You know, sometimes your cleverness is actually what you need to escape somebody else's clutches. Skill. Here, this morning my wife irritated me. One statement set me over the edge. I didn't, I didn't expose it because I have restraint. Yeah, but I'm doing it for a teaching. But I had restraint. She didn't even know she had offended me. You know what she said to me? I laid your clothes out. I'm going to go to church. I go do the words. Make sure you put on brown shoes. Because you have, is those brown or green? What are they? Brown. Because you have brown pants on. That statement irritated me. Because it just irritated me. I, I know how to dress myself. No, I don't. I've never dressed myself. I am technically, officially colorblind. But being told what shoes to put on irritated me. Why? Because I lacked the skills. How did you know they were brown? She told me. The problem is history is I have stood on this platform with these same pants on and black shoes. And I thought it was okay because I heard black goes with everything. I don't need you to agree with nothing. 
Just stay away. You only have to worry if she tells you they're brown shoes and she knows they're black. You won't know either. Okay, but, but what am I saying? I lack skill in that area because I am technically colorblind. But if I am not patient, I will reject the one who has the skill. And that's because I don't want accountability what my shoe color is. I don't like to be told what to do. Am I the only one preaching to myself? But when you have wisdom from God and you know that your skill set is not there, you come into agreement with your covenant wife. What shoes you put on? It's see. Right, let's get real real here. The reason it irritated me is that I nonchalantly threw on some shorts and a T-shirt. Not a big deal. And it didn't match. Not a big deal. Evidently, it is to her. So then she makes this. this now, listen. So then she makes another suggestion of dress wear that I have these fiery blue Sneakers that I never wear. And she goes, you know, you need to wear them sometimes because the others, you know, you just need to wear them. And so I wear them. And they, they you know, they did good. Except I changed shorts and shirts and I left the blue on. She goes, you're just going to wear them all the time now? <laughs> and so then this morning when it was brown versus black, I'm like, you know what? I'm about to choke her. <laughs> I should have wore the blue sneakers just to make her mad. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, is I can't get a break. But I have, I lack skill. But if I get prideful, I won't respond. I'll just look like a goofball. (laughs) But are you catching the point that I'm trying to make? We need each other. Here's the problem. Lord, I lack wisdom. Help me. You think he's going to show up on a cloud. No, he's going to send you a wife who actually knows what matches. He's going to send you a ministry of helps to go, no, this looks better. We need each other or we won't have the wisdom of God. I just had all that to make that point. Am I wrong? We need each other. And if I'm looking to God, who I'm, I'm, I come up short in wisdom. I come up short in cleverness. I was on the phone uh, yesterday with some, some business people, and boom, 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 and the anointing started flowing. Got off the phone, and I'm like, I said to myself, that's pretty good. Where did you come up with that? They thought it was magnificent. They thought I knew it. I'm going, you know, I should apply that to my business. (laughs) Why? Where did it come from? The Lord. What did the person call? I have lack. I need counsel. I need wisdom. He asked for it. I got it prophetically and supernaturally, and I became the student of the gift. Hmm. If any of you lack or come up short wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it to all men liberally, 
Umbradeth, Umbradeth, how do you pronounce that? Umbradeth, Umbradeth not, and it shall be given him. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Faith, the sevenfold way to pray to get answers. James chapter 1, verse 6. Pray to the Father, according to John 16, verse 23. Number two, in the name of Jesus, John 14, 12 and 15. Number three, by the Holy Spirit. Did you notice right there you included all three of the Godhead? Uh, Holy Spirit by Romans eight twenty six. Number four, with full understanding of rights and privileges. Would you pray according to your rights and your privileges? You'll get answers. That's according to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 14 and 15. In harmony with the Word. This is why reading the Word is where you get your promises and your privileges, and then you can hold yourself accountable and God accountable to do what He says He'll do. That's according to John chapter 15, verse 7. In faith... Doubting nothing, verse 6. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, no doubting. The, another word for that word for doubting is staggering. You ever seen a drunk trying to get out of a bar? No staggering. Confidence. Why? Because you've established through tiles and tests that he's faithful and you're patient. And you're perfect. You don't stagger when you're perfect. You don't stagger when you know that he's still God. You don't stagger when patience has become the anchor of your soul. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. Verse 7. For let not that man think that he should receive anything from the Lord. Verse 8. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That Double-minded man. Let me read this. A double-minded man. This term was used by the Jews of a man who attempted to worship God and still love creation. Who wished to secure both worlds. He would not give up the world here, and yet he loved or he was unwilling or reluctant to give up heaven. He was one who was torn between the carnal and the spiritual things. You're going to have to make a choice. If you're going to be perfect in patience, lacking nothing, on what source you're going to pull from. The earthly, worldly realm or the spiritual, godly realm? It's that black and white. Where is your source of wisdom? If you don't make that an absolute in your life, you will be double-minded your whole life. You will be unstable in all your ways. Do I need to read that again?
Those trials test your religion and faith, and the man who stands true in them proves his religion is sound and his faith is genuine. Test works patience, and patience works perfection. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I'm going to read it again. This term was used by the Jews of a man who attempted to worship God and still love the creation, who wished to secure both worlds. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're going to have to choose what world you want to live in. The carnal or the spiritual? The natural or the supernatural? Because let me tell you something. When I get in trouble in the natural, I start looking to the supernatural to send some angels. Send me some help. Send me a word. Send me a check. Don't, don't act like I ain't asked it. Who wishes... <clears throat> the man still loves the creator. Who wishes to secure both worlds... Say, you can't have it both ways. Let's say that. You can't, just look to your neighbor. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. If you do, you're double-minded. Plain and simple, you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't. The Jews said, and he would not give up the world here but he loved, or he was reluctant, or he was unwilling to give up heaven. He was torn between the carnal and the spiritual. How ma- when, when we did Nikki's funeral, she said, I'm glad for my addiction because I met Christ. But she was double-minded and tormented because she couldn't give up one world for the other. Didn't mean she didn't love Jesus. Didn't mean she wasn't saved. She couldn't. I've already said the word once. I'll say it again. Half-assed Christianity doesn't work. Choose. What realm you're going to pull your life-giving energy from? The carnal or the spiritual? All right, I'm going to read those same eight verses. And I'm going to close. But I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. Verse 2. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. (laughs) Instead of dreading hard times, go, bring it on. Verse 3, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power. How many want power? Now we figured out how. Quit avoiding the giant in your life. Quit avoiding the enemy taunting you and go, bring it on. Why? Because I heard there was power on the inside of me. 
within you to endure all things. How many things? Oh! Verse 4, and when... And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection <clears throat> unto every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. <laughs> That's good stuff. Verse 5, and if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures. Come on. See, we, we don't go to God sometimes and we think he's going to go, you should know that already. No, that, that, that's, 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 no, I don't. He's a much better daddy than your daddy. I mean, I've been hit upside down. You should know that. I don't. What do you want? He's not that kind of daddy. Scolds you over failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Grace is an empowerment. Verse 6, just make sure you ask, empowered by confident faith, without doubting that you will receive. For the oblivion, and whatever, I know the meaning. Let me give you the meaning. Mixed feelings, contradictory ideas. That's the meaning of that word I can't pronounce. Person believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and tossed around and down the next. Stand to your feet. Here's what I want you to just position your heart. For a Charlie Coker prayer. One of these all or nothing prayers. Okay? Let's first get the value of what you've already been through. Okay? Put your hand over your heart. Lord Jesus. Your Lord and King of all. And I thank you for all the tests, all the trials, and all the hard things. Because I now know you are trying to build patience and perfection to where I lack nothing. I recognize that today. So I receive patience, perfection, and I lack nothing. Now, Lord, 2021 is coming. There's going to be some trials. There's going to be some pressure. But I want to eat that for breakfast. Because you said to have joy in all things. And that you would strengthen me. And be what I need to be molded into your image. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church. To know more about us, go to IdentityChurch.net, where you'll find resources such as a calendar, media, and upcoming events. You may also download an app for your mobile device from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Then from your mobile device, you can hear our messages, read from the Bible, take notes, connect with us on the social media, and even pay your tithe. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church.